The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. Let's get down to business. Imitated but never duplicated. Trust me, you just gotta get past the smell. Live from coast to coast, around the world, and online at JimandTrav.com. Let the revolution begin. Oh boy, here it comes. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. It's the fall breakdown to the Like a little preseason victory dance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is the fall breakdown. I get excited over all of our guests. We've hit October, you know, yeah. like it's a good time to be outside, right, boys? Not only is it a great time for hunting seasons, Jimbo's birthday. He's yes. turning 21 this year on the 16th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're going to be joined by Michael Hunsucker, such a great guy. He's also the co host, Heartland Bowhunter, on Outdoor Channel. He's going to be stopping by. Three part interview, Jimbo. Yeah, and we're also going to have Steve Nessel. He's Yamaha Motorsports Marketing Manager talking about the new RMAX 1000. Hallelujah. Mrs. Bunny, and you're going to be sticking around as well, Chica. What are you going to talk I'll about? I'll be back for Buyer Bust with uh, some rough, tough seat covers, boys. All right, so let's get to Michael Hood Sucker. The fall breakdown is on. After you've broken it down, you're free to go. Now kicking off a three-part interview with Michael Hunsucker, co-host of Heartland Bowhunter on Outdoor Channel, Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hunsucker! It's like Mr. T. Sucker! Isn't that what he said? I think so, yeah. What you doing, sucker? Do you like that, Michael? How's, hey, anyways, Michael Hunsucker. He's a co-host, Heartland Bowhunter Outdoor Channel, Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. How's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going good. Going good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah. We're we're in that uh, fall time of the year where everybody's thinking about, you know, dusting off their bow. If they haven't done it already, they better start doing it. Also thinking about into the uh, rifle hunt, you know, this fall season. Uh, what exactly is Michael doing? Well, I'm uh, yeah, I'm in Missouri hunting now. Um, you know, we kick our, our archery season off pretty dang early. Usually around the first of August is usually when we get started um, traveling and we get, we head out west. And so um, we've been hard at it here for you know for a little over a month now. And uh, but we're back home in Missouri. Our season opens in Missouri on the fifteenth, so uh, September fifteenth. So we've been. Two weeks in, almost three weeks in. Yeah. Now, let's talk about a crazy expedition, I'm going to call it, you had in way up northwest Nebraska. You went mule yeah. You went mule deer hunting, got a whitetail, saw some elk and bighorn sheep. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's it, crazy. It was, uh, it was uh, you know, I went out there for a mule deer hunt, pretty, you know, specifically to hunt mule deer, but th- there also was quite a few nice whitetails on the, on the property, so we... We brought some stands and, and decided to sit alfalfa in the evenings, you know, when it's a little more difficult to get on, get on the mule deer. So it ended up being a really cool hunt. I mean, it was just amazing the diversity of the, the animals out there. You know, there was, there's literally turkey, there's elk, there's deer, antelope, uh, whitetail and mule deer. 
then we saw those bighorn sheep too. It was like, holy cow, I was blown away. Really cool area. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's one part of the country that most people don't even know about. It's kind of a, uh, a hidden gem out there in, in Northwest Nebraska. But not only can you hunt those three species that you talked about, or actually before with the bighorn sheep, but you can actually hunt, uh, sandhill, uh, cranes as well as, uh, waterfowl. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of waterfowl. I don't think you can hunt sandhill cranes in Nebraska, uh, but they do have a lot of them. I think they're the the bird watching capital of the world. There's just tons of sandhill cranes, but um, but yeah, lots of waterfowl as well. Um, there's a whole lot of whole lot of wildlife across the board for sure. Yes, yeah, so we're actually petitioning to change it from home of Arbor Day to bird watching capital of the world. <laughs> I think that would look great on the sign. Now let's get into Heartland bow hunter. What is great show, by the way? Yeah, great show. Love it. Once again, check out all new episodes. Heartland Bowhunter Outdoor Channel Thursdays, 930 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, probably pick them up on my outdoor TV as well. But yep. what is it about bow hunting that draws you in? <laughs> That's kind of a cliche, silly thing. <laughs> I never thought about that. Or full but draw. What is it about bow hunting that is so appealing to you that this is what you want to do? I mean, before you ever want to pick up a rifle, you want to pick up your bow, you want to go bow hunting, you're addicted to it. Why? I think it's the challenge. It's, it's, the, it's the whole... The whole lifestyle, the whole, you know, everything that surrounds it, it's just, it's so much more than just the hunt and, and pulling the trigger. Like there's just so much more involved. And that's kind of what I've, you know, kind of fallen in love with the, the, like the romance of bow hunting, like the whole process, like, you know, land, land management side of things to, you know, food plots. And, uh, you know, there's so much outside of the hunting season that goes on. And that's what kind of has, has drawn me into it. You know, it's a, it's a close up. You really have to fool them. Um, you got to get them close. You got to, you know, be undetected. And, uh, that is a, is a tough deal. And I think, you know, the, the bigger the challenge, the greater the reward. And so that's what really has drawn me to bow hunting. Didn't you, did I read somewhere that you took your first deer with a, a bow or, or, I mean, a rifle or a shotgun? Yeah. So I got started, um, you know, like most people do, uh, gun hunting in Missouri with, with the family doing the family deer camp thing. And, Obviously, you know, I was too young to shoot a bow, but uh, could shoot a rifle, and that was before they made it to where, in Missouri now, youth and anybody can use a crossbow during the archery season, so I've actually got, I have a, I have two little boys, and I got a seven-year-old and, and uh, a four-year-old, and my seven-year-old last year shot his first year ever at six years old with a crossbow. Oh, no way! It's really, yeah, it's, it's awesome they've changed that because it allows me to get my kids involved much more, it's, you know, a four-month-long season as opposed to ten days. Um, it's also, you know, nice weather. The kids can enjoy it and have fun. It's not too cold, um, not too hot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way to get them, get them started and get them involved. And a lot of times, you know, kids have, you know, it can be gun shy from the kick from a rifle or whatever. And the crossbows are a great way to get them, you know, started and introduced into the sport. Well, I think it's amazing. You and I are probably pretty close, uh, to the same age. When I was a kid, uh, Robin Hood with Kevin Costner came out. Yeah, remember, and then every everybody I knew wanted to get a bow. It's amazing that the the mystique of archery. Where you watch an old movie like that, like John Wayne, did he play like Davy Crockett or something like that? Yeah, no mm -hmm. one wants to go and buy a musket when you're done. <laughs> you know, like no one does. But there's something about bow hunting that is so pure, like you're talking about that intimate, up close and personal encounter you have with the game. Um, it really can't be misplaced. It, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's that's and that's what got me hooked. I mean, 
I loved uh, getting started out, like the whole deer camp thing. Like that was my, I look forward to that, that weekend so much every year, like getting away, getting down with the family, like the camp out, the campfire, hanging around, you know, talking with the guys and like, you know, staying up late and all that kind of stuff. And then going out and hunting like that, I really fell in love with that whole side of thing. And then, you know, naturally I just was like, I looked at the archery season. I'm like, okay, archery's, you know, four months long. I can do this, you know, much more than two weekends out of the whole year. So kind of got drawn into the bow side of things. And, and ever since I picked up a bow, I really haven't, haven't touched a rifle. You know, I just, I've shot a couple things with a rifle over the past, you know, 15 years, but I can count them on one hand. So. Oh, geez. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yep. All right. Hey, we've been talking with Michael Hunsucker. He is the co-host of Heartland Bow Hunters on Outdoor Channel Thursdays at 930 in the evening Eastern time. And make sure you pick up previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. But this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Michael, before we get to a break, to learn more about you, your partners, where you're going to be, upcoming hunts and episodes. Heartland of Bowhunter, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, heartlandbowhunter.com is our website. Uh, obviously, Instagram, Facebook, all the social media outlets. Uh, it's a crazy media world we live in now, so we're pretty much anywhere and everywhere you can consume media. Michael will be right back, right after this. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return after these important messages. In the meantime, you could watch YouTube videos of Travis eating hot dogs. Um, nom, nom, nom. Or check out JimandTrav.com for some outdoor awesomeness. Well, it's Vic. We got a dead body. There's a new sheriff coming to Outdoor Channel. What do you want? I'm Sheriff Longmire. I'm sure of the county. But justice never comes easy. I remember when I could count the number of murders in this county on one hand. He's going to kill us all, isn't he? Matter of fact, he can help it. And even heroes need a second chance. Nothing surprised me anymore. Stand corrected! Longmire, Mondays at 9 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Feedback, questions, and suggestions always appreciated at JimandTrav.com. Now, let's get back to Michael Hunsucker, co-host of Heartland Bowhunter on Outdoor Channel, Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we're talking the fall breakdown on this week's show. And before the break, we had part one with Michael Hunsucker. And, of course, he's talked about going up in Nebraska and seeing all kinds of game. But, Michael, i got to ask you a question. Were you being a bow hunter, you know, the, the country up in northwestern Nebraska is about like northwestern Kansas. There's not a lot of trees. And uh, it had to make it pretty challenging to go into a country that you're not really familiar with, be able to set up and even take a whitetail. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely pretty vast, uh, pretty vast area. But the whitetails, you know, seem to be concentrated towards, um, the alfalfa pivots on the, on the, on the property. And there was, you know, a handful of larger trees along the creek. And so, um, it seems like the whitetails kind of naturally, you know, gravitate towards that cover, the, the trees and the, you know, close to food, good food. And 
So they uh, they definitely you know ran or they kept the muleys away from the alfalfa. Uh, you know the muleys stayed up towards up you know up in the hills and in the more isolated areas. But um, yeah, it definitely can be difficult. It, it was a very very tough mule deer hunt just because the there wasn't a ton of mule deer, not a lot of numbers, and so finding them um, even though it's pretty wide open, uh, it, it seems wide open. Um, there's lots of nooks and crannies and cracks where they can hide and where they bed down and find good shade. So it, uh, it was a, it was a difficult hunt overall for sure. We hunted hard and it, it was actually kind of nice. You know, uh, a lot of times we go on mule deer hunts or elk hunts and we spend the whole day out, you know, spotting, stalking, glassing, looking, hunting. And it was almost like, you know, for me in Nebraska, like go out in the mornings, we'd glass for mule deer, spot, stalk, and we'd hike the hills, try to find them all day. And then, take a little break and just come back and get in the stand and just kind of reset and just kind of relax. And so it was kind of nice. It was kind of best of both worlds. Yeah. Now, earlier you had mentioned like food plots and management and stuff like that. Let's get into October and utilizing mock scrapes. You know, scrapes, it just isn't a rut thing. They actually use them all year long, but it does increase uh, getting closer to the rut and during the rut. In October, will you ever use mock scrapes, or is that something you stay away from? Oh, no, absolutely. We use a ton, a ton of mock scrapes and utilize real, you know, active scrapes as well. Um, actually, in Missouri, where our main property is, we're in a CWD county. Oh, wow. Um, so we're not allowed to put out any sort of mineral or any sort of bait or attractant or anything like that, um, no matter the time of year. So. Usually in Missouri, when you'd, you'd run corn piles and, and trail cameras in the summer to kind of take inventory and see what bucks you have, we can't do that. And so it makes getting pictures of bucks really difficult um, until this time of year. And so we absolutely love this time of year. Um, we move all of our cameras to, or most of our trail cameras to scrapes. Um, the nice thing about that, too, is you're not sifting through tons of doe photos. Usually the scrapes are majority uh, pictures are going to be bucks. And so um, we, we will do mock scrapes um, where we'll put, you know, scrape trees actually in food plots, Ooh. um, in specific spots to, you know, get it to help draw them into bow range. Um, so we've done that and then we'll use mock scrapes, you know, just in areas just specifically for getting, getting photos, but it's, it's a fun thing to do. And it's really interesting to see, uh, I've been trying out a lot of different things, um, as far as, you know, literally just digging a hole and cutting down a tree and, and burying the tree in the, in the middle of the food plot, or we've used, um, you know, different products that, that manufacturers make out there to where you can, uh, you know, mount a, mount a branch onto a T-post. Um, we've actually buried like a hedge fence post and then screwed branches to it. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, we've, we've tried it all, really. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there really isn't any wrong or right answer. You know, we've had, you know, good results with natural, um, natural scrape trees or, you know, more natural branches. And I've actually just started using a hemp rope where you can hang it from a hang it from a tree and it, and it kind of would mock a vine basically and uh, you know just hang that up in a in an area where where deer will visit and frequent and it's cool to see it's definitely a social social interaction tool yeah now you had alluded to the fact that the uh, the white hills kind of dominate that hayfield kind of push the muleys uh back up into the hills but the fact of the matter is the whitetail is the more dominant animal but now when you make a scrape Okay, uh, you know I've never really thought about mule deer making scrapes, but do they frequent uh, the scrapes as well? You know, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't. You know, I don't spend a ton of time hunting that country during the rut where there's whitetail and mule deer both. But I actually am heading out to eastern Colorado here in a couple of weeks. It'll be good pre-rut action, and 
You know, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm almost, I would say almost 100% positive that mule deer use their forehead glands and rub it, you know, on branches and stuff like that, just like the whitetails do. But I don't know if they paw at the ground and like actually create a scrape scrape or not. Now, do you ever use scent drags? Cause a lot of guys seem to be doing that now. Uh, they might drag something behind them, their, you know, favorite scent, lure, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Is I, that, dr- I drug my wife once. <laughs> yeah, Jimbo just drags his wife around. <laughs> uh, do you do you guys ever use scent drags, or is that something you stay away from? I, you know, I, I haven't used it a whole lot just because, you know, usually I'm accessing stands in areas where I hope, you know, not to interact with deer too much. And so, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I just, I just haven't messed with that too much. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of of scent in general just because i mean the deer got to be downwind or cut the trail um you mix it with human odor and it can yeah. be difficult so i use stuff i've I've experimented some stuff uh like use buck bomb scrape starter stuff to get oh. them started on these scrapes yeah and then hodag this company makes the, the this little lick and stick thing that i use and they make that hemp rope that i was talking about uh-huh. they have a synthetic like scrape starter um that they that they sell with their with their products and you can put it on um, you know, the branches or the leaves. And it's almost like, it's almost kind of like apple cider vinegar. Or something. It kind of smells like that. I don't think it, it's not like a deer scent specifically, but anything to basically arouse their curiosity to get them to start rubbing up against it and get the natural deer scent on it. Then once they start using it on their own, I don't like the mess with it at all. If, it, if you got a hot scrape and they're tearing it apart, I don't, I don't touch it. You bet. Hey, we got to take another break. Can you stick around again? Yep. You bet. Great. Hey, we're talking with Michael Huntsucker, and he's coming back for part three. He's the co-host of Heartland Bowhunter on Outdoor Channel Thursday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time. Exactly. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV, where you could pick up past seasons and episodes of Heartland Bowhunter. Check them out. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. That is My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Mr. Michael, again, socials, websites, all that good stuff. Where can we find you online? Yeah, just uh, HeartlandBowhunter.com and at Heartland Bowhunter on Instagram, Heartland Bowhunter on Facebook. We're everywhere. Michael Hunsucker, right after this. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Conservation for all of wildlife. Preach it, brother. Even the possums that scare my wife. Ew. We like to grow big deer with huge racks. Yes. Then we will shoot them and eat their back straps. Conservation for all of wildlife. Hey, this is Tim Anello with Inside Outdoors TV. You're listening to The Revolution with those two crazy guys, Jim and Trav. Chef Scott Laseth turns the inedible into incredible. On the menu, we've got frog legs and groundhog. He hunts and fishes on a quest for the weird, the wild, and the downright unthinkable, and then serves it up hot and fresh. You, too, can live vicariously through me as I tell you what turtle tastes like. I could eat the snot out of this thing all day long. This is a whole different level. Nobody's ever done that. Dead Meat, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with the Fall Breakdown. Now, let's return to Michael Hunsucker, co-host of Heartland Bowhunter on Outdoor Channel, Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com here's part three
We're back. We're talking the fall breakdown in this week's show. And, of course, we've had two parts with Michael Hunsucker. He's the host of Heartland Bowhunter on Outdoor Channel Thursday nights at 930. This is Trish. Number three. Oh, uh, yeah, Heartland Bowhunter. Got to check it out. You speak and Spanish? Also, Cinco? Something like that. <laughs> All right, so let's get into, do you ever use decoys to challenge bucks? You know, some people say it's too early. A lot of places, they don't allow decoying. But do you ever employ a decoy to, like, really enrage that buck off? Is that something you guys have done? I feel like this is a loaded question. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, decoying is literally, like, my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Like, is it really? My, it's, it's the most fun way to hunt a buck there that, that, that there is. It's just the most exciting, the hugest adrenaline rush ever. I've killed, I've killed a lot of bucks over decoys, and uh, we use the Dave Smith decoy. It's just literally the best thing next to using a, a, a stuffer deer. I mean, it's just the real deal. And, um, yeah, I mean, this time of year, I, I haven't used any decoys this time of year yet. Um, I've always talked about it. There's, you, you get certain bucks that are really, you know, really, really dominant. And, you know, this time of year, we're usually hunting green food plots, uh, for the most part. You know, the beans have dropped their leaves. They're really keen on these, on these clover food plots and these brassica turnips, radishes, that type of stuff. And, um, it's funny you watch, you know, the bucks may still be somewhat together, bachelored up, you know, they're not fighting, fighting yet, but you will watch a big mature buck come into the food plot and the demeanor of the younger bucks completely change. And if one of them does want to kind of stand up to him, he'll definitely bristle up and push him off. They're like, Hey, this is my food plot. Like, you know, your role kind of deal. So yeah. I've always talked about, you know, trying to use one, um, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, a little bit, which is a little bit early, uh, earlier than I usually do, but. If I have the right situation, I am going to try that this year for sure. What kind of decoy? You said Dave Smith or something like that. Um, yep. Is it a decent-sized buck? It's a buck decoy, correct? Correct. Are the, are yep. the antlers and, uh, large? So I, don't ever use, I don't ever use a doe decoy. Um, I know people have and, and do during the rut and have had some success. But, yeah, I, I always use a buck decoy. So it's a, it's a, it's a uh, you know, hand-carved, molded plastic you know, decoy. It's kind of postured up, ears laid back, bristled up, just looks aggressive um you know probably sporting about 115 inch rack on it so uh sometimes i just take one sometimes i just do one antler you know whatever to make them seem you know not not as dominant or whatever but um man yeah i just had some great great luck with them and it's just if you it's one of the deals to where it's not foolproof it doesn't work every time but if you get it in the right situation and you catch a buck in the right mood oh man it's fun he comes all the way and commits and just gets so mad and um you know, another, another reason why I've used them too is, you know, hunting with, you know, my wife and her effective range of being a little more limited than mine. It's, it's nice to get them to draw them in to 20, 30 yards into that bow range. Trav just pulled up on the screen, uh, the uh, decoy you use. And if you look at the posture, you know, anything about animals at all, when they've got their head cocked a little, Ears and then pinned they've back got the, a little bit like that. Ears are pinned back. That's an aggressive stance for anybody. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, you can tell, I mean, just by looking at it, how realistic they are. So, you know, people always ask me about like, how oh, is it, is it worth lugging around? Cause they're, you know, they make, you know, they're, they make more portable decoys, but they don't mm-hmm. look as good. And then they make, you know, more realistic, real, realistic ones that, that may be a little more cumbersome. But man, I just fling that thing over my shoulder and carry it, you know, carry it on, over my shoulders. And I mean, we're carrying enough stuff as it is for, you know, all the camera equipment, all the stuff we got. So like, it's worth it. You just gotta, 
just suck it up and and make it happen, you know? Yeah, people go to Dave Smith Decoys. They can see you right on the homepage. Great. Oh, great he's a de- homeboy. Yeah, seriously, he's the middle picture right there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Model, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get in uh, your, your show now. All new episodes. How many seasons is this now? Man, so we're we're filming right now for our 14th season. This that'll air next year. No so, way. Um, season 13 airing right now. It's really really hard to believe. Yeah. Now, what can we expect so, to this all new season? Once again, Heartland Bowhunter Outdoor Channel Thursdays 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time. All new episodes just kicked off. Where you guys kind of take us on a quick trip of uh, where you're going to be going. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're all over the place. We start off in uh, Kodiak Island, Alaska, hunt mountain goats for the first time ever, which is pretty special. Um, got a handful of elk hunts early on in the season. We just dive into whitetail and, you know, all across the Midwest, Missouri, Kansas, Iowa. And you guys are asking about, uh, the decoy. Um, I actually hunted Iowa last year, um, hunted with Jeff and David Lindsay, who also have a, have a show on uh, on Outdoor Channel as well. Yeah, called the Lindsay Way, and uh, we produce their show as well. They're good friends of ours, and went up there and hunted with them. And I hunted a lot with the decoy, so you'll see some pretty awesome action with the decoy. I actually had a nice, really nice up and coming buck that you know borderline shooter. He was a nice one. I had to think twice, but come in and literally just blow the decoy up. He just <laughs> really, his head down and just <laughs> completely plowed the decoy over. So. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty awesome decoy action on that episode. So that's coming up, uh, coming up this season too. Yeah. Now, uh, getting back to the, de- you were talking about decoys. Do you put them out and leave them there, or do you take them in every night? Definitely don't leave them out there, um, unless you want to educate deer and you want them to, <laughs> you want them to knock it over in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, I have. If I'm like going back to that next stand, the same stand the next morning, I've stashed it, you know, hit it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you definitely don't want to leave it up especially in the middle of the night when the deer are really active because they will, they'll find it. And, um, that's one thing too, you know, about using decoy is I like to use it in areas that are like high visibility where you can see a long way, but not necessarily areas where you're going to encounter a lot of, a lot of deer, a lot of does because the does will see the decoy not moving and it like something about that bothers them. And so like they'll naturally like stare at it and then they'll circle downwind and, um, a lot of times they'll blow and run off and, they just don't like decoys a, a whole lot. So I like to use it in areas that, that aren't necessarily going to be, you know, highly concentrated with those. And hopefully, you know, an area where you can see a buck, call to him, rattle or grunt, get his attention, and then get him to notice the decoy and then pull him away from that, you know, area you think he's going to be frequenting. Yeah. Now, you, as you pointed out with uh, upcoming episodes and things you're doing, you go all over the place. It's just you don't just hunt the heartland. How did you come up with the name Heartland Bowhunter? Yeah, so you know, initially that was you know our our core you know area and where we where we focus most of our time. But as we've you know grown and over the years and and um, you know just with early archery opportunity out west, mm-hmm. um, you know that that's that's one one side of it. But also just the fact of wanting to experience new hunts and and new adventures and doing different stuff. And so uh, we've kind of grown grown beyond that. I mean, we still our core focus is whitetails in the Midwest for sure. But man, we love we love chasing mule deer, chasing elk. Uh, the mountain goat thing was the first. Um, I did a brown bear hunt on Kodiak Island, so uh, 
Yeah, we've we've uh, we, we've definitely branched out and done a done a lot of uh, other other hunts outside of the whitetail. Yeah, it just seems like that uh, you know, with being heartland bow hunter, you would hunt just the the heartland. You know, the Iowa, Nebraska. Oh no, Kansas, I'm not going to pigeonhole myself to that. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, an insult. I mean, <laughs> but the fact that we've already is, done it, we've already we've already done that with bow hunter. You know, so we can't pick up a gun really. So <laughs> I can't uh, I can't lock us lock us down that much. But, uh, no, that's a good one for MOTV. <laughs> If you, uh, if you have an MOTV subscription, jump on there and check out that Kodiak brown bear hunt. I shot a brown bear at 12 yards and called him in with a bow. Oh, jeez. Wow. Oh, wow. Really? Well, we've, it we, was intense. Yeah, uh, we've got to leave it right there, Michael. We've been talking with Michael Hutsucker. He's a co-host of Heartland Bowhunters on Outdoor Channel Thursdays at 930 Eastern Time. Now we're going to have him back on to talk about the hunt. <laughs> I want to hear yeah. about the hunt on Kodiak. All right, so uh, this has been presented or brought to you by High Mountain Seasoning. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMD and Jerky. Again, Mr. Michael, Heartland Bowhunter, Outdoor Channel, Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where can we find you online? Yeah, heartlandbowhunter.com, at heartlandbowhunter, Instagram, Facebook, we're everywhere. All right, coming up next, who we got? Hey, we got Miss Bunny, and she's talking about buyer bust. Don't go anywhere. Appreciate it, Mr. Michael. God bless you, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Who's your outdoor mama? Mrs. Bunny is fool. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. Mrs. Bunny is presented by My Outdoor TV. Making smoked venison tacos. Start with a pound of tender venison backstrap, cut into steaks, and season with your favorite High Mountain Seasonings venison rub. Set up your grill for indirect cooking, heat it up, and add your favorite wood flavor. Put the backstraps on the grill and cook indirectly for 30 to 45 minutes or until the internal temperature reaches about 110 degrees. Then take the backstraps and place them directly over high heat and cook until they reach a rare to medium rare 130 to 140 degree temperature. Heat up your tortillas, fill with the sliced smoked venison, and then top with a tomatillo salsa, queso fresco, avocado, and cilantro. We seem normal until you get to know us. Stay tuned. The Revolution with Jim and Trev will continue right after this. Zach and Carson Wentz are back in action with a new season of Wentz Brothers Outdoors. Join their adventures in the field from the back 40 to the back country in the pursuit of fur and feather to fill the freezer where family, friendship, and faith all flourish in the great outdoors. Wentz Brothers Outdoors, an Outdoor Channel Plus digital original. Every Tuesday at WentzOutdoors.com. Presented by Yukonuba. It's your season at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. The days are getting shorter and the nights are getting cooler. Time to find the perfect spot. Set up your tree stand and grab your bow. Shop Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and save on the best fall hunting brands like Cabela's Instinct, She Outdoor, and Blackout. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Shop in-store or online. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air and always online at netjimandtrav.com. Now it's time for Buy or Bust, honest gear reviews to help you make smarter purchases. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. It's time for Buyer Bus, brought to you by Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops. Brought to you by Johnny Morris's Benevolent Heart. Oh. Yes. He gives hugs every Friday at your local Bass Pro. Yes. He's like he, Santa. He can be everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Right? He's ubiquitous. He's yes. like Santa, but in much better shape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so 
Um, we are talking buyer bust, and this is something that is so important as a truck owner. Or a vehicle owner, period. Vehicle owner. Well, I'm just saying, outdoorsmen and women and, and like country folk, we get dirty. We're yeah. always doing stuff. It's not like these- Truck is a tool. These in-town people um, that they think mowing their yard is a dirty chore. Yeah. You know, no. So you We're got, not talking about wannabes. We're in the midst, coming up, of big game seasons. Yeah. You know, there is snow right around the corner. And you're going to be out there in the mud, in the filth, all day long. You got also, your hunting dogs. Yeah, you have your, not only your feet are muddy, but your clothes, because you're sitting your butt in the grass or in your stand or wherever. You're you're just dirty kind of all over, right? Yeah, so yeah. you got your hunting dogs, you have your ammunition, you have all your buddies, you your have gear, your gear. Your gun, you, get a, you, you get a deer and elk down, you, you field dress it. You've got some fluids on you. Yeah. And then what happens when you get in your vehicle? Your girlfriend or your wife either wants to kill you or never ride in your vehicle again. Amen. Or if she likes to hunt, she may want to kiss you. Yeah, yeah she may want to kiss you. But what she isn't going to want to do is clean your vehicle for you. No. Well, that's and it. And it's very important, though, um, to have good seat covers. I don't care if you have leather, if you have upholstery, uh, whatever. A good seat cover will protect from all the elements and damage that you can inflict upon your ride. Well, yeah, and the elements you bring in. Yeah. yeah, it keeps it cleaner, but it also protects the overall value of your vehicle if you're ever going to trade or sell or something like that. That way you can always keep the value of your vehicle higher if your interior is kept tidier, I guess. Yeah, so Cabela's <clears throat> has the Outfitter Series seat covers by Rough Tough, <laughs> and these things are nice. Yeah. Like, honest to God, they are so nice. They, they look like regular seats. Yeah, they do. So, when I was like 15 or 16 first driving a vehicle, which was like like an 80-something POS Chevy S10, yeah. right? <laughs> With the pleather seats that crack, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, and you and sit down and like your pinch your legs. Do you remember <laughs> yeah, those are cool. Do you remember the seat covers that are like multicolored and like almost woven like a rope yeah, style? Yeah, we were okay. talking about that. Okay, yeah. like this the, is not... Um, Native American blankets. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Those are cool. This I is love not them. that. No, <laughs> these, but don't knock it because those no. are neat. Well, they, I like those. They saved my hiney for real, but no, these are not that. This You can take them off and wear it as a poncho. You, <laughs> you, <remember laughs> yeah. you could. Yeah. Can and I just, just cut the seatbelt hole a little bigger and put it over your head? And you, I think they attached with ropes that you just kind of <laughs> tied in a knot on the back did. of your seat. Yeah. And it always had like a gun pouch in the yeah. front. It did. <laughs> yeah. And you could never get the gun out. God, I miss those. <laughs> okay, this is not Entirely different. Yeah, this isn't nearly as cool. No, this isn't. This isn't like a slip cover you're going to put on like that, or or a slip cover you put on your couch. These are tailor and custom made for every make and model of vehicle for the year, for even the uh, trim level. You know, so in our case, um, Trav drives a 3500 Ram. Yeah. Uh, mega cab, right? And not every seat is going to be the same in the Ram series. And so these are made specifically for the model year, The um, whether or not you have bench or bucket seats or captain's chairs, whatever you want to talk, call them, and whether or not you have a flip down console or not. And they are custom laser cut. That way they fit tight. So they install easily. However, they're going to be snug going on because they go on nice and tight and they fit firm and they almost look like a factory seat. They are. Yeah, they, do. they are so well fit and tailored. Also, they, they use a specific type of vinyl when yeah. you look at it or you touch it, it you think it's leather it feels and looks just like leather it does it's like really cool it's um, made from a naga hide yeah, yeah. so you can they you kill can get a naga these, hides whatever those are <laughs> you can get these in like black and gray mm -hmm. or in a like a, a chocolate and a tan kind of uh 
color combos. You know, it's black and gray or chocolate. I don't know what the color camel maybe is. That what you call it? Yeah. And so the interior is going to be your lighter color, and the exterior is going to be your darker color. And it's not only just the seat. A lot of times it'll wrap on the headrest too, and it goes all the way around. And it takes a little time, but this will really, really, really protect your seats. Yeah. And now they're made in the USA. They are. God bless America. Yes. I feel um, like- we should clap for that. We should. Finally. Yeah, not yes. golf clap. And these are easy to install. And you were talking about those uh, Indian blanket seat covers. Yeah. I actually had to take it to a, a repair shop yeah. and have them put it in. They had these hog rings and hooked it all. It cost me as much to have them install it as it did for the doggone seat cover. I don't oh, think yeah. mine was as fancy as yours for some reason. Mine was seriously was more like a blanket that just strapped on with a rope. Yeah, it, it went, a rope and you tie it. was it. like one bench seat and you take the rope and you kind of snug it between like the seat and the back. You know you what gotta, I'm talking about? Yeah, you kind of wedge tuck it. it. Tuck it down yeah, in there. That's where you mine was. You really yeah. know how to live. I do. <laughs> yeah. right, so you got to check these out. And once again, it will prolong... Uh, uh, the life of your vehicle, and if you're ever going to trade it in, are you know you're going to get a lot more money for it. And the seat covers just look nice. Um, and then anyways. when you get crap on them, you just wipe it away. You yeah. know, so it's, you Perfect. have blood, you got dirt, you got mud. It you just wipes coffee. off. It wipes away. Jimbo. Also, yeah. <laughs> you have your dogs in there. Gonna, or if you have flicky fingers, yeah, yeah. flicky fingers. You has prevents dog toenails from piercing your upholstery. So. Yeah. All right, so go check them out. They're like anywhere from like 250 to 500 bucks or something. Yeah, depending, depending on, on how many seats you have and what style yeah. of vehicle you have. But important that you know all the information, all the details. That way you get the exact right seat cover. Also, so. if you don't want to buy seat covers for the entire vehicle, you can buy them. Just, just for the front like seat. The front seat if you want. Yeah, so really. Or if you want to be weird, just buy them for the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sloppy friends. Why do you do that? <laughs> all right, so go check them out. We say what? Buy it. Buy it. Yeah, go to the seat cover aisle at Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop. Mm-hmm. And, and you find them right there. Johnny Morris will custom fit these yes. to your vehicle. He of always he does will. that. All right, so coming up next, we got Steve Nestle, Yamaha Motorsports Marketing Manager. Uh, yeah, he is up next. Uh, go to, anyways, go to BassPro.com, Cabela's.com. Check him out. We will return right after this. This has been Buyer Bust, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Visit us online at BassPro.com and Cabela's.com. Your adventure starts here. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue after these short messages. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Come see the Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles designed for conquering extreme terrain at YamahaOutdoors.com today. Proven off-road features include factory installed worn winch, special edition paint with color matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. The Yamaha XTR line. Realize your adventure today at YamahaOutdoors.com. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation. (laughs) 
The revolution is on the air from coast to coast and around the world at JimandTrav.com. It's the revolution with Jim and Trav's fall breakdown broadcast. Now, please welcome Mr. Steve Nessel, Yamaha Motorsports Marketing Manager. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the fall breakdown, and our next guest doesn't have anything that breaks down. That's right. We got Mr. Soy Sauce. Ali Aligato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> that is Steve Nestle. He's the main man. Uh, Yamaha Motorsports Marketing Manager. Mr. Steve, we love you. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's, it's going well. Always a pleasure. Are you are you trilingual? How many languages do you know? In that intro, there was six. They said I'm, <laughs> I'm by idiot. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> Alright, so let's get into this, man. You guys just debuted a couple weeks ago the all new R Max. Okay, the R Max Two, the R Max Four. Obviously, it implies two seater, four seater. One thing we got to touch on though, and this is something that has been big. A lot of people been asking for a thousand CCs, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's you're right. A couple weeks ago, September, I think, I, I, the days are getting away from me. It's, it's been it's been a whirlwind, but the new Wolverine R Max, and you you said it, R Max Two, R Max Four, a thousand CC. I think uh, to be technically correct, it's a nine ninety nine CC parallel twin engine, but it's uh. <laughs> It's put us as a best of class type of vehicle coming in over the top of anything else out in market. And it's just been crazy to get these things into market on the day of launch and to get people in the driver's seat and just have, have them come away with the eyes wide, big smiles. Just everything about this, this vehicle is impressing across the board. And that's what we drew it up to do. And that's what we were hoping for. But to have it come fruition has just been amazing. It's really good. And, um, but this thing from whether it's the suspension travel to the engine to the 30 inch tires to the, the drive mode with the crawl and trail and sport. I mean, just tip the tail top to bottom. Everything about the user experience for the R Max is, is, is all new. Um, if you take a look at the vehicles, you can go to, to YamahaMotorsports.com and kind of compare them for the 2021 model year. The, the X2 and X4 have a little bit of a styling upgrade, and I say a little bit. They've got a new ROPS, the, oh, the, yeah. kind of the cage system, has a little bit more of a of a less of a boxy feel, uh, lack of a better way of putting it. But the Armax in the front styling is just big and bold. It's it's got this beefy shoulder looking thing. It's got these marker lights, kind of a sinister run you over and not not regret it sort of look about it. Um, it's just awesome, and it's meant to even look. You know, a lot of people say this thing looks fast standing still. This thing just looks excuse my language bad standing still. I mean, oh, it yeah. looks like it's fast, but it looks like it's brawny too, and it it's really impressed at a glance, and then even more. So once you get a chance to drive it. Well, what's amazing is this would be classified as recreational, but it has that pure sport mentality uh, in look about it. And let's jump into some of the features. When it comes to travel of suspension, uh, you're talking about the IQS shocks deliver 14.2 inches of travel up front, 13.3 inches of travel in the rear. But the Fox Intelligent Quick Switch actually lets you dampen them right from the cab when you used to have to get out to do that kind of stuff. And that really does go to that more pure sport off-road style side-by-side. In pure sport, you talked about recreation. The goal was to cover as much of the market as possible. Yeah. To basically justify this for any buyer. And I think you quoted, and this is where I'm going to catch you, I think you quoted the, the suspension travel on the RMAX 4, which has a little bit less travel in the rear just to to accommodate the rear seating. There's 16 point, almost 17 inches on the RMAX 2 in the rear. Oh, no and way. With the LE models, you're right, you get that in-cab 
you know, switch on the fly suspension setting adjustment opportunity that is just incredible from a convenience standpoint. But when you can see the pants, feel it in the moment. Yeah. That's when the eyes open and you st- really start to appreciate all that's afforded the driver in, in regards to the vehicle. And to your point about recreation, to sport, to even some utility, RMAX 2 comes with a dumping cargo bed. This really was meant to check as many boxes about user needs as possible. And then, and then you get into accessories and we could talk for days on those. We'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about that cool online configurator, but there's more than a hundred accessories available for the RMAX models just at launch. Well, when you guys put the D mode in it and you have trail mode, sport mode, crawl mode, it kind of reminds me of like Jimbo's, I hate to say like Land Cruiser, whatever the hell that thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that is a feature you would never expect. And it is so cool. The versatility it offers you like instantly on the trail. Versatility, but confidence and yeah. comfort. I mean, um, and it's, again, I said, see the pants earlier. It's, it's amazing how much you feel it when you go from sport and it's throwing your head back because it really is has that abrupt, aggressive, off throttle performance just straight to the ground to crawl, which I hate to say it, but it almost feels like a dumbed down version of delivering the power because it is, it's a, a lot more linear and smooth and slow on the go because you need that methodical approach to technical rock type terrain and things like that. But that's exactly what it's meant for. And to be able to feel that as you toggle the between these modes again on the fly is just impressive to one, but also it, it, it builds back to this vehicle will do what you needed to do exactly when you needed to do it. Yeah. You know, I was on a trail ride uh, about a month ago and I wish I would have had that D mode because we were in some very precarious places where if you stepped on the accelerator, uh, it might be a little bit too much. Yep, and it's all managed through the clutching, through the computer, and all these magical things that I am not technologically savvy enough to explain to you. <laughs> but just know that when I put it into crawl mode, that I know what to expect from how the power is delivered. In the right situation, it does give you that level of confidence and comfort at the same time. Really, you know, checking those boxes that uh, we look to in regards to consumers when we tell them that our stuff is proven off-road. I mean, there was a lot of time and effort done in the wild to dial in exactly what those those three settings on D-Mode deliver. And a lot of agonizing, a lot of, you know, there's a sporty two sporty, it's a crawl two kind of, you know, maybe numb, but no. I mean, it's they're there for a reason, and they're there to afford the driver the opportunity to dial in exactly the user experience that they want. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Steve Nessel. He is Yamaha Motorsports Marketing Manager. We've been talking about the R-Max 2 and the R-Max 4. Yeah, now to learn all about the all-new Wolverine R-Max 2 and R-Max 4, Mr. Steve, where can we find you guys on Online. And you guys have a really cool interactive website where we can hop on there and design what we want and basically see the thing uh, in 360. Yeah, if you go to YamahaMotorsports.com and uh, you should be able to click directly to the RMAX section and you can flip it around, do the 360 stuff. You can build it out, put accessories on and off it, see what it looks like and, and really just kind of play with the vehicle virtually before we have a chance to uh, to get into the driver's seat. And as we get more of the market, I look forward to having more and more people driving. You bet. Hey, more fall breakdown right after this. That's right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Got to get to a break. Mr. Steve, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. 
in my day, there was no such thing as the internet or social media. We had to ask Willie the town drunk to get all our information. Thank goodness for the all-new JimandTrav.com. Your one-stop shop for all things outdoors. JimandTrav.com. Stay right there. The boys will return after these short messages. Introducing the new Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles, specifically designed for conquering extreme terrain. Now available at YamahaOutdoors.com. All XTR models are adventure-ready and come standard with exclusive off-road features like a factory-installed worn wench, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. These special edition models include the Grizzly XTR, the Wolverine X2 XTR, the Wolverine X4 XTR, and the YXZ 1000R SS XTR. Plus, the entire XTR line features Yamaha's reputation for durability and reliability and are assembled in the USA. See the new XTR line today at YamahaOutdoors.com. The Yamaha XTR line, designed and built for unmatched proven off-road capability so you can realize your adventure. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes, powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV, now everywhere. Plus means more. Introducing OutdoorChannelPlus.com, the most comprehensive outdoor website ever created. Recent, relevant, and authentic, with new product reviews, expert tips, videos, and podcasts from America's most trusted sources like Game and Fish, Guns and Ammo, North American Whitetail, and many more. Experience the new OutdoorChannelPlus.com. Never stop searching. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about the fall breakdown. And, of course, we had Mike Hunsucker uh, with Harley Bowhunter and Steve Nessel with Yamaha Motorsports. And, of course, our only and lovely Mrs. Bunny. Our only and lovely. I like that. Thank you, boys. <laughs> it sounds like a song, Only the Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jimbo, you had an announcement you wanted to say. Yeah, this week starts our 20th year in broadcasting the revolution with Jim and Trav and Miss Bunny. Holy smokes, 20 years. 20, 20 years. years. Lots and lots and lots of interviews throughout the years and had a great time doing it. That's right. And to hear those interviews, where they have to go, Miss Bunny? JimandTrav.com, guys. Go there. All right, Jimbo, last word. Or was that your last word? That was my last All word. Right, so I Say, get I'm out, going off the air. Get outdoors this weekend. Take some kiddos with you. Hammer home, firearm safety, and family participation uh, outdoors. All right, so we got to get to a break. We will return next week. Peace out. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. USA, you're the absolute best. Make sure you vote.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.